Okay, so this is the fifth episode of HJ's and Butt Stuff. Big old number five. Number five. I'm here with my editor, Jamie. We just finished <laughs> editing episode number five. Yep, with Jermaine, who I interviewed when I was in Toronto. And we talked about how he did just some role-playing as a child. Well, you're going to hear about it. And so here it is on HJ's and Butt Stuff. What's your name? My name is Jermaine. Okay, and where are we right now? We're in my bedroom in beautiful downtown Toronto. And you've recently moved to Toronto. Yeah, I've been to Toronto for a couple months now. Okay, and uh, what do you do, Jermaine? I work in film and uh, advertising. Cool. And uh, so have you ever engaged... Have you ever given and or received a hand job, an HJ? Oh, yeah, you almost slipped there. Uh-oh. Um, they can't I, know what it is. I have both given and received many HJs. Is there one that, what's the most memorable one that you've ever given? Do you have one? Um, or is there... That I've given or received? You want either to one. Um... The best HJ you've ever I know, received. I don't know the best, but I've recently received an HJ in the car. Ooh. Um, I stained my pants, which wasn't great. But <laughs> um, that one was different, I guess. How so? Um, well, we just, I didn't have a place to stay yet. And um, I, I think the guy had his mom over or something. So that's why we were in the car. Mm. Um... Otherwise, was there ever like, what makes a what makes a good HJ, or what makes a bad HJ? Um, bad HJ would definitely be angle, um, or someone that has the wrong rhythm, or someone that just wants to. I should clarify, that you are a man. I am male. So we'll just that's right. Clarify that. Um. So I do have male genitals. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think, um, once, if the, if the person just wants to make you come right away and they're like going really quick or, you know, I don't know. I've, I've rarely had HJs that were just, just like not part of a larger scheme of getting things done. Right. (laughs) Business taken care of. Exactly. I understand. And do you prefer HJs to BJs, or um, it, it depends? I think it depends. It depends on the person's skill. Okay. And I would also say, I mean, it depends on the mood. I think uh, you can mix them up, and um, yeah, you can't really, I mean... I don't think you can really get a get a a, B, a BJ without a like a hands-free BJ. It doesn't make much sense. So mm. I feel like you, you like a little bit of a mix. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Okay. And uh, have you ever engaged in butt stuff? I have. Okay, and uh, is there 
you told me you had a story recently of a an interesting <laughs> but experience. Great. I'm glad I told you that. Yeah, me too. Um, it was just a very awkward um, but sad experience with um, someone that I'd seen um, a couple times before and um, who, I don't know, in the midst of the moment, um, I asked him if he wanted to do butt stuff with me, and he said yes. And, and to clarify, butt stuff. Butt stuff. What? No, but oh. what do you mean by... Oh, um, I asked him if he wanted to fuck me. Okay. Is that clear? Yep. Okay. And, and he uh, said... And he said, yeah. And then, mm. um, basically, uh, proceeded to put the condom on, take the lube out, everything, and then um, he, I thought he was more experienced than he was, because he's an older guy, but maybe he is experienced, but he basically didn't really, had a hard time, like, getting in me, and then doesn't have a very long dick and kept slipping out, and somehow the angle was wrong and we tried a lot of different positions and I lost my boner and kind of lost the interest and then it kind of ruined the night. Hmm. I stayed over but didn't really get like back into the thick of things until the next morning. Okay. And does that make it... I mean, is that... It's, it's like usually a, better than that. That's not right. a regular thing. Though. Okay. And, but so is that like your favorite uh, sexual no. kind of thing? No, it's, um, it's something that I would say isn't like a requisite to having a good like sexual mm-hmm. encounter. I, um... It's something that I would, I don't, I mean, I've done it with, like, first-time partners, but um, it depends, like, what I'm into, and it's not something that I would do with anyone. Right. Yeah. And then, well, so, okay, you're a boy who obviously sleeps with boys. I am, yeah. And do you find, is that, like, because some, some guys just never do that, right? And do you find the majority of guys are into uh, anal sex, or are um, they... It depends. Depends on the guy. I guess it depends on the guy. Every, I mean, everybody has preferences. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I don't know if it's really directly a result of um, AIDS scare or whatever, mm. but I feel like a lot of a lot of guys just won't. Like, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of guys just like only want to do that. Right. But most of the guys that I've met, it's just something that comes up eventually, and it's not really something that they expect to happen the first time that you see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so, you've had relations with with women? I have had relations with one woman. Um, yes. Well, so, okay. Uh, just tell me about the first time that you would consider the first time that you had sex, whether it was with a woman or with a man or maybe um, maybe tell me both of those times and how like yeah. each one felt um it's a little different because you know you can it's a little weird because you can um you can 
say you I don't know you can like define something as sex that could be very different you know and I um so I've had like sexual experiences from a very young age um, right you, I remember you came out to your parents when you were 14, 14? yeah okay. I came out to my parents when I was 14 well actually to my mom when I was 14 to my dad when I was 15 okay um but I you know I remember I would say my first sexual encounter which I didn't really know was sexual as I remember 69ing with a guy when I was uh probably six or seven years old (laughs) which is um but the context of that there was a bit of role-playing right there was role-playing I was I was uh role-playing as uh, Princess Leia and he was uh role-playing as Luke Skywalker was your hair like in, a, in buns? No, my hair was not in buns. I had short hair. Okay. I was a young boy. But you imagined your hair as being in buns. Yeah, I was probably wearing some kind of robe. A robe, okay. That's what I would imagine. And we, yeah, we, we had a good time. I mean, I, now in retrospect, <laughs> I realize that we were role-playing an incestuous relationship. Yeah. But um, it was just a... a elementary school buddy of mine I guess I would have to say okay um yeah so that would be one of my first sexual encounters mm-hmm. without really knowing but is that like I wouldn't would I wouldn't, you consider that's like losing your virginity thing. no like, I don't think so no. um so there was a lot of fooling around um and then I fooled around with boys I guess like in the later part of high school is there a um, defining moment where you would... Because I know for girls, it's like, obviously, yeah. well, oh, I'm losing... Like, I lost my virginity. Well, I never my had... My hymen broke. Yeah, I, I'd never had... So I'd had, like, HJs and BJs a little bit before. Um, but then I'd never had anal sex. Right. Um, or any kind of penetrative sex before I my first time with a girl. Uh-huh. So then I guess that was my first time having intercourse. Where you so were the one giving... I was the one giving Giving the no, no penetration. Pe- no pegging at 19 years old. <laughs> Not yet, no. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that my first time... I, my first time having intercourse um, in the proper sense was with a girl. And I, could, I, I guess that's what you would say was losing your virginity, mm-hmm. my virginity. And did you... How did you feel about that? Or how was that? Um, I don't remember all that much about it. I remember pretty sure it was in a single bed, like a twin bed. I'm pretty sure, I was, yeah, I was 19 years old. I'm pretty sure um, that it wasn't very long. And that it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Probably a moment of confusion, of confusion for me having identified it as gay since I was 14 year old but well yeah but things happen things do happen yeah what do you think was your first uh sexual thoughts as a child like when did you when did you first have sort of like a weird like oh this feels weird I don't really remember that or like no you don't you just kind of always knew what sex was I was very I'm I was very sexual Mm -hmm. um I don't know if I was, like, precocious in the sense that I would, like, go out and do things, but I had, like... You kind of always knew Yeah, I've always had, like, I've always had, like, sexual thoughts. And I feel like my parents, my mom especially, are very, like, sexually frank. I have to explain that my mom is (laughs) originally European. Mm -hmm. And, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, so I've had, like, books on how babies are made as a child. 
and um, so I just kind of always knew that. Um, but I guess like I remember being like ten, eleven, twelve, and having like these like sexual like gay sexual fantasy scenarios that I would like dream up or mm. like daydream up and stuff. Um, yeah. Do you identify? A certain way, or I identify as gay. mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like I don't identify as bisexual, but if I saw, if I, I I can definitely see the attraction in a beautiful woman, and. um, But you appreciate more in like, through gay gay goggles. Yeah, but at the same time, like you're like, oh, she's pretty. Yeah, but I can like. I I can like see some kind of like sexual attraction depending on mm-hmm. the type of woman but right um I don't know I but I, I I know that basically I would not be I couldn't I couldn't be in an exclusive relationship <clears throat> with a woman all my life right because my sexual drive is much more um geared towards men mm-hmm. what do you ideally look for in a sexual partner in a sexual partner um firmness I think is one of those things I'm not in what I'm not I'm not really one for soft bodies okay so soft so, hard so, bodies yeah. hard hard cocks hard bodies obviously a hard yeah. cock is uh, pretty yeah. that's pretty good important um, <laughs> yeah I don't like guys that are too manicured or like too like I like guys with a little bit of hair um I don't want to say that I'm into masculine guys because I think there's a lot of um, kind of hidden misogyny and homophobia in the gay cruising community, but um, I am into guys that are a little rough and a little um, a little manly, I guess. I like I like a nice a nice clean hair butt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's important. A clean, but, hairy butt. A clean, hairy butt is important. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to go go on further? No, that's fine. I mean, if that's all you have to say about it. I like balls. I like to play with balls. I like nice all balls. Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What about like in terms of attitude and like personality? <laughs> Voice is really important to me. I realized uh, recently. Um, one of my friends was actually telling me that whenever whenever I meet a guy that. I'm not into, I, his voice always comes up and I always get annoyed if they have a, a voice that I find grating or, um, yeah, so, um, I don't know, I like guys that are creative, I like guys that can hold a conversation, that can, um, that have an intellectual point of view, I guess, mm-hmm. um, not into pump and dump. I guess I would What's say. that? I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not, uh, it sounds a little <laughs> weird. I'm not into just, uh, you know, going to some guy at midnight and having sex for two hours and then going back home. I would much rather talk for a couple hours first and have an intro, yeah, have uh, some kind of intellectual bond and some kind of emotional, not, not necessarily emotional, but some kind of um, <clears throat> cerebral relationship established before. So you live in Toronto now? I do. It's quite a big city. Uh, what's is, yeah. how would you how do you meet how do you meet your sexual partners? I um, use the wonders of a grinder and Tinder. 
Um, so what's Grinder? Okay, so Grinder is a cell phone application for men who like men. It's a it's male exclusive, mm. and um, it's exclusive to men actually is what I should say not not excluding men, um, and it's. Um, for guys to meet guys, it's mostly for hookups. You can just browse guys by their profile picture. It tells you, it ranks guys by how close they are to you. And then you can chat with them and send them pictures. And um, I feel like a grinder is very, very sexual, but some people use it to try to find um, more worthwhile relationships, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Tinder, on the other hand... Um, yeah, because Tinder... Tinder is for Tinder is also straight, but right. I realized I didn't want to use Tinder back in my hometown because I thought it was a little too small of a network. But when I got here, I started using Tinder, and I realized that there was a lot of gay guys on Tinder, and that Tinder is now, from what I can see in the gay community, is used to um, have try to have, I guess, try to meet guys for more serious kinds of relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to ask me? No, tell me about your first time. My first time was in high school. It was with my boyfriend at the time. And my parents had, we had like talked a lot about it. And he was like, oh, well, I don't want to do anything before you're ready. And so, but we had like fooled around and stuff. And the first time I had, just turned 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very like typical <laughs> high school. My boyfriend who I was in was love it, was with. Was it on your birthday? No, it was two weeks after my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I remember my parents went uh, somewhere for the day and I was supposed to look after the dog and the dog was still sort of like a puppy or she was like a year old so she couldn't really be left alone. And so my parents left and then... Uh, you know, we decided to take advantage of that opportunity and whatever we did it and it was fine. Like there was nothing really that spectacular about the actual sex. Uh, but I just remember it because we went downstairs and then the dog had thrown up like everywhere in the kitchen, like all over the kitchen, like several times. Yeah. So we basically was disgusted. Well, she didn't like, know. I mean, maybe, you know, yeah, she could like, sense what was happening yeah, upstairs. Like, uh, behavior. Yeah, like, ew, gross. Um, and so, oh, and I was also going to, I was going to a Joel Plaskett concert <laughs> in the evening. He's like mm. a, for those of you who didn't grow up on the East Coast, he's like a, just a Halifax, shout out to Halifax <laughs> musician Joel Plaskett. Um, so, yeah, then... I, uh, we cleaned up all the puke, but my parents weren't coming back for like several hours and I was supposed to go, my friend was picking me up to go to this concert and my boyfriend was supposed to go to work, but I made him call it, well I didn't make him, but he very nicely, uh, called in sick to work to hang out with my dog so that I could go to this concert and then my parents came home and they were like, oh, what are you doing here? And he was like, the dog was sick. And so, yeah, basically, you know, that's, 
That's fine. That's what I remember. My dog puking, and then I went to a concert, and that was my virginity. <laughs> that's your virginity. Yeah. Did so it that's... hurt? Would, would that be the kind of? Because I no, I don't even remember like, that. I honestly don't life. remember the like actual sex. No. It was fine, you know. That, that's yeah, same for me. Nothing to write home about. Um, <laughs> whatever. Hello, mom and dad. It's, it's been better. It's been worse, you know. My last question is basically just if you want to give any words of wisdom to the audience or the listeners. I don't know if I'm wise enough. Well, that's okay. You just whatever you. What's your or closing words? Closing words. Um, for all the kids out there listening who <laughs> role play. Um, at a young age at a young age yeah um it's okay you'll be fine even if your parents catch you in the act and you don't know if you're a big weirdo you will be fine and um you'll find happiness one day Mm -hmm. but probably not at 25 (laughs) (laughs) keep on fishing (laughs) well thanks Jermaine so that was Jermaine on episode five of HJs and Butt Stuff, and that was a, a great time that we had in Toronto talking on New Year's about his thoughts on HJs and Butt Stuff and all kinds of other stuff. I think I think he was a great interview subject. I think so too. Yeah, yeah you did very great, Jermaine. Thank you. Big up, big up to Jermaine. Good work, buddy. Uh, you can check out Jermaine on Twitter at Jermaine Collange. So it's uh, G-E-R-M-A-I-N-C-O-L-L-I-N-G-E on Twitter. He's a filmmaker, so he's got updates on what he's working on and different stuff like that. Uh, I'll, as always, thank you to Jamie uh, for editing the podcast. As always, you're welcome, Alex. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, you can make sure to like HJs and Butt Stuff on Facebook for updates. Also check out HJs and Butt Stuff on the blog, hjsbuttstuff.wordpress.com. Uh, follow HJs Butt Stuff on Twitter. And Jamie and I are on an improv team at Montreal Improv called Mongrel. 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 And we actually have a show tonight because it's Thursday, April 23rd. 23rd. We also have one coming up at Montreal Improv on April 26th, 26th. which is a Sunday. Uh, Alex, what time is the show tonight? <laughs> I think it's at 8.30, Jamie. It's at 8.30, guys. It'll Jamie be a knows great time. It's going to be a great time. It's our first show. We're hungry. <laughs> We're ready to go. We're scrappy. You should come check it out at Montreal Improv. So, as always, thank you for listening in and stay pervy. Stay pervy.